Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life's transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup Book Series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here with us. I'm glad that you're here celebrating and focusing on women in our lives. You know, I believe there are times that we all face when we just get a little stuck and life is about challenges more than it is about joys. And during those times, I hope you'll think and remember these programs and that they give you power so that you can move forward into your life and know that it's just a period, it's just a stage that you may be going through. Basically, we women are the power of the world. We raise the children. We nourish the family. We are a strong force in this world. So this program is about our many talents that we have and the the way they appear in so many different lives. So listen as we go through this today with our awesome guest, Susan Tommy Morphew, who will share her life with us. And we are going to learn about how she captured her genius. I like to think about the journey when we talk about our lives. For some people, the journey moves quicker than for others. But we all eventually end up, hopefully, living the life that brings us the most joy and satisfaction. We are subtly, I moved slowly through my journey. It was so subtle that I wasn't quite sure I was moving toward my journey, toward my dream. But I did realize through um, a coaching experience that I had when I was receiving coaching that helped me connect with a very important part that I had sort of forgotten about in my own life. So I'm going to use myself as an example. When I was a little girl, I used to always build stages in my backyard. Now, I would build these out of sheets and blankets using the clothesline. Now, for those that don't understand the clothesline, this is definitely a generational thing. But a clothesline is what we used to dry all of our clothes on before the dryers, clothes dryers, became part of a normal household. They were T-bars that were about six feet apart, six, seven feet apart. 
and I'm seeing three bars, six, seven feet apart, and there is a wire that connects. There are three wires on this T-bar, and it connects one T-bar to the next T-bar to the next T-bar. Now, I would take my blankets or sheets, put them over the clothesline, and attach them by clothes pins. And that was how I would create my stage. You know, going back, I do want to tell you something that was really, really awesome about those that period when we used the outdoor drying process. It, I remember that the sheets would come off those lines smelling of nature. And there was nothing so wonderful as laying down in your bed at night with the smell of nature on your bedding. You pretty well went off to sleepy land with the most pleasant fragrance. And it, it was a place of peace and beauty and you just drift off those are some of the memories that we all probably have about the clothesline days other than our moms out there pinning taking clothes pins and attaching the clothes to the line well that's what I would do with my sheets I would take them fold them over the line and attach them with a clothes pin to hold them on the line. Now that was my curtain because what I was doing is building a stage so I could perform. And my performance would be singing or acting for my audience. I would have chairs set up so my friends could come see me act or do my thing. Memories of our younger years many times are reflections of where our real genius is. And I mean by genius in that it's the part of our lives that we come into this world knowing we are connected to, that we are the happiest when we are connected to that genius. But life sometimes gets in the way. And you are pulled away through family commitments, raising children, getting a job. You're pulled away from where you really, really enjoy being and love shining. But I think the most fascinating thing is that we experience that from a very early age. Now, my process to the stage has been like a layering effect. Every stage I built, every layer was built over the many years. For instance, to get to this radio show, I have taken leadership roles in organizations, volunteer organizations. I am a speaker. I have taught in commercial and classroom environments. 
I have all these have all been steps to where I so enjoy spending my time today on this radio show. Still speaking, still teaching through my one-on-one coaching. But I'm right back where I started from when I was six years old playing in my backyard. Amazing, isn't it? Well, our guest today is no stranger to performing, and I bet she might even have a few of those backyard performances in her history as well. My guest is Susan Tome Morphew. She is executive director of the University of Texas Cowan Center in Tyler, Texas. Now, she's a fascinating woman to me because raised in San Benito, Texas, she was introduced to the performing at an early age. She began taking lessons in ballet, dance, and tap in the fifth grade, majored in dance in Southern Methodist University, where she earned her Bachelor's of Fine Arts degree. She went on to earn a master's degree in dance from Colorado State University and a master's of fine arts in theater arts management from United States International University in San Diego, California. After graduating school in Colorado, she studied dance in New York, taught dance for 20 years, and founded a dance school. In the dance company, she served as artistic director, choreographer, and dancer. She has been active as a director of education for the Texas Texarkana Museum System, Texarkana, Texas, and the Texarkana Regional Arts and Humanity Council for four years prior to her coming to Tyler, Texas. She is the director of the Cowan Center, and as executive director, she oversees five series and and several special events annually. And the Cowan Center is presenting its 17th year, and we continue, she continues to enrich East Texas with her expertise. So, Susan, welcome. I am so excited to have you as a guest today. Well, thank you, Joyce. I'm happy to be with you. <laughs> well, I want to <laughs> know what you played when you were really young. Did you pretend well, an, to be a dancer? I loved your story. I loved your story about being in the backyard. And, of course, my mother hung clothes on the clothesline also. And right. I also remember going to the laundromat with her as a child, and I just am so thankful for today (laughs) that we don't have to do that, but there are special memories with it, and my special memory wasn't really about performing, but it was about connecting with my spiritual side in the backyard. Ah. I remember swinging when I was probably three Uh and and, um, singing to God. Uh-huh. I'm not a singer yeah. like you, but <laughs> I just remember um, connecting in my little backyard, with, and that's that's 
when you're connecting with the world because you're outside. Yeah. And uh, you you connect with your spiritual side. And yeah. my family went to church a lot, and we were always in church on Sundays and Wednesdays. And um, so, you know, it was Jesus Loves Me that was part of my little girl scene. And um, <laughs> Well, Susan, so we're going to... I hate to cut you off, but we are going to take a short break here. Hold okay. thought, because I do want to come back and visit more about that. Okay. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. What does success mean to you? Money? Power? Fame? Having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love? A great family life? Or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skidmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365. Oh, thank you. We are we, we are having this wonderful conversation with Susan Thomas. Tame Morphew, who is executive director of the University of Texas Tyler Cowan Center, a performing arts center. Susan is a dancer, has a long history of dancing all over the United States. And so anyway, we were connecting with our little girls and what we like to do then, which many times reappear in our adult life. So Susan, you were talking about reconnecting with your, with God in your backyard and your spiritual side. Yeah, I, it was just fun to hear your story about the clothesline and creating your stage and <laughs> so I just went back to that moment where uh, I was singing um, to God, and it it does it, it, it's your foundation. And I re- also remember a funky nineteen uh, fifties or sixties I don't know what uh, chair in our living room that was the predecessor, <laughs> no doubt, to a lounge chair that kicks back mm-hmm. like a Barker mm-hmm. lounge or a lazy boy. Yeah. Anyway, this was a shaped piece that rocked, or you could stop it from rocking. And my two sisters and I would throw a blanket over the, the foot part of that chair, and we that was our little house that yes. we would play under. 
<laughs> I had one of those in my living room as well. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> of course, of well, course. Uh, it's it's funny to look at all the the different eras, the different decades, and and what that means for children, because uh-huh. today, you know, hopefully, children are having the chance to get outside and do some of the things that that open your your mind and heart and spirit and mm-hmm. playfulness in life. Right. And uh, that's harder to do these days with safety. Yeah. And yeah. so anyway, I I really enjoyed my childhood just living on a block with a lot, you know, on a street with lots of children. And um, it is your core that takes you to the next step in life, no question about it. Right. So really was the fifth grade where you got your first taste of dance? It is. I wanted, I remember asking my mother if I could take dance in, I think I was in second grade. Mm-hmm. And um, she, she, I don't know what she said, that we were always uh, encouraged to do whatever we wanted. But when I asked her again, three years later, she said, well, you asked me that a long time ago. And I said, yeah, <laughs> I did. And she said, well, you never asked me again. I thought if you really wanted to, you would ask me again. Uh-huh. And I and it took me three years to ask her again for some reason. But so my sister and I took dance that summer and then I continued forever and my sister didn't. Yeah. So I think that's great when parents let their don't funnel their small children into one thing that that yeah. totally open the doors for children to try various things until they find what their passion is. Yeah. Now, you said you you took ballet, jazz, and tap. Is there one of those that is more a favorite of you, yours than the other? Yeah. Or do you just love to tap? Yeah. I love oh. tap. I was never uh, an advanced tap dancer. I never mm-hmm. uh, did enough tap dancing to become an advanced tap dancer. Um, but uh, I loved it. And I took from a folk dancer slash tap dancer, uh, my uh, dance guru in that area in Colorado, and mm-hmm. she had studied with some of the greats. And mm-hmm. I loved tapping with her because we would tap to Balkan music with all kinds of strange uh, counts and things, and it it was it was fun. And I think that's when I got my best. But I love it. I love tap dancers. Gregory Hines was here at the Cowan Center oh, about five <laughs> months before he died. And we didn't even know he was sick. And that was... Yeah, uh, no. I didn't dream. realize he was dead. You didn't. Yeah, no. it was probably 10 years ago. And we had him here. And he had... When he died, he had been sick for a year and a half. So... Uh, we were surprised when he died five months after we had him. Well, that was great to be able to see him. I appreciate that experience even more. Thank you for bringing him to the Cowan. Oh, gosh. With all of your history of dancing, how was it? I know you were well-trained by the time you had the New York experience, but how was that moving to New York? Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Uh, 
I took with, uh, there was a technique, one of my jazz teachers at SMU uh, taught Luigi jazz, and I got to study with him the time, the, throughout the whole time I was there. And yeah. I studied with a, a woman named Lee Theodore. She was the the original anybody. She played anybody in the original West Side Story on Broadway, and she had a company that danced through the eras, which I loved. It was jazz. I I, I love jazz, and mm-hmm. I love contemporary dance. I studied mm-hmm. Martha Graham Modern and loved, loved that. So when I did my dance company in Colorado, it was a contemporary dance company, but we did some jazz, too. I did it like a blues suite one time with jazz, and we had music composed for us. We had live music. Oh, we fabulous. We had the best time. Yeah, Fort Collins, Colorado, back in the 80s, was the perfect place for a young artist to be because the community was wonderful. We all worked together. There were resources. Everyone was game. And it was special. It was a special yeah. time in my life. And I will always treasure it. Well, you know, sometimes we don't realize when we're going through these different layers, I like to call them layers of building our foundation, that we're put in in places that are perfect for where we are. There's such growing times for us. And there's such great opportunities for us to grow. That it's just really a gift. You know, it is a gift, and I recognized it at the time wholeheartedly. It was uh, just so special to to be in a town. We had a lot of. I was teaching at Colorado State University part time, and so I had a lot of dancers who were graduate mm. student dancers who auditioned when I started the company, and it was just so wonderful to know those people and work with those people and have the opportunity to choreograph and on good dancers. Yeah. Yeah. So it was those... it was special. Right. Now you did that after you were in New York, is that correct? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so then you just you moved to um Texarkana and became very active there and and ran their arts program in that part of it's on the Texarkana is on the border of Texas and Arkansas. It's another regional area, so mm-hmm. that's where you be, became really started your. It's not where you started your management career, though, is it? Would you consider it? Well, that? the I think you get into arts management. So many people do through managing their own art. And uh-huh. so I I wasn't very good at it in the beginning. You write your grants, you uh, run, I was running the studio in Colorado, the dance company, and we just mm. were operating on a shoestring. But you, yeah. that's where your hard knocks come. But mm-hmm. it, it sets you up. And then I went in between Texarkana and Colorado, I went to California and got my master's in arts management. Oh, okay. So, that's that's where you test the waters and decide, is this really what I want to do? My ankles have mm-hmm. given out. I really mm-hmm. shouldn't be dancing anymore. <laughs> and uh, so 
you take the next step and you examine the production manager there uh, knew I was floundering about whether I really should be there. Yes. I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be, I loved Fort Collins, mm-hmm. and it was very hard for me to leave that and move. And he had me make a list of what do I want out of life. Ah, and yeah. it was, you know, the cathartic moment that you sit down and put the pros and cons on paper of where you want to be and what you want to do. And mm-hmm. it allowed me to stay for those two years and get my master's and, and because I made the decision that I couldn't leave the arts. Yeah. I right. had to stay connected to the arts. Mm-hmm. And so that was my moment of, okay, I'm going into arts management and I am going to finish this master's degree. And then I ended up in Texarkana and learned more about myself. Yeah. There are all such building. Do, do you not see the the layer cake there? Oh yeah, of <laughs> it's course. It's just fascinating. But when yeah. when we find our art and we want to stay with it, that's kind of how I moved into coaching because it's still staying connected with teaching and working and helping people build their lives. You know, it wasn't. It was a a different phase, but I was still connected to what I enjoy doing, which is teaching. And uh, so that's one of my layers. But I so appreciate and thankful that you stay connected to the arts to provide us with such an awesome uh, facility here. Thank you. And I I think you you have certainly found your calling and and doing so well at it. Uh, Thanks. So... So you decided to become an executive director in Tyler, Texas, <laughs> at the Cowan Center. Now, that was, uh, how was that when you first started? Because you, as you say in your bio, that you were the, the third of uh, directors that had come on in three years. So we changed every year until you got here. And since then, we have had only you (laughs) because you do such a fabulous job. But I know that it was a challenge in looking at such a young facility. Well, that was the exciting part because then you get to build. (laughs) I think uh, uh, what I'm called as a presenter in in this business and, and the presenting industry is where you um, book shows into a venue and c- package them in a way you're curating what you set, what you uh, share. Yeah. And so you package them with similar things, like we have a Broadway series. Okay, we're and gonna. I, so, I'm going to cut you here again because okay. we're getting ready for a break. But this will be a wonderful segment to go into. Next time when we talk about the Cowan and how you do shape our programs every year. Fascinating, and you do such a beautiful job. Stay with us. We'll be talking more with Susan Tomei-Morfield. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten. 
on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are visiting today with Susan Tomo Morphew. Morphew. There you go, Susan, Um, (laughs) who is um, director, executive director of the Cowan Performing Center in Tyler, Texas. Now, Tyler, Texas services, what would you say our audience is, Susan? What size uh, it's about? We service how many communities? Oh, well, that's that's a good question. Um, About... 31% 31% come from outside Smith County our, on our okay. last um, annual report and we did in 2010. And so 60-something per- percent actually come from, or nearly 70% come from our own county, which is great. And then we mm-hmm. serve lots of smaller towns further out. And they, we get people coming from Houston and Austin and Dallas and Shreveport and mm-hmm. Texarkana even. Uh, if it's a destination kind of artist. Yes. Uh, well, you wait. have such you have such a skill of getting the really talented people into our performing arts center. I think because of your history, all of those layering pieces you did, that has enabled you to be such an a valuable asset to acquiring the performers that we do get Thank here you. in Tyler. But I want our listeners to know that these are national entertainers. So when Susan refers to an entertainer or a series that she is working on, many times those performers may be in your area. So Susan, tell us about the 
five series because you we do five series and we also have special events at our Performing Arts Center. Yes, thank you. Well, we're yeah. very excited this year to have our original series was the Performing Arts Series. Yes. And uh, it used to be up to six shows in that series. And mm. now, we, since we've added so many series, uh, it, it has four or five shows in that series. This year, we're doing Cirque Dreams, I mean, sorry, Cirque El Waz, Circopolis. And it's, um, this is the third time for us to bring this fabulous company. They're from Canada. And they're so theatrical and, and theme-oriented with their Cirque performances. We love this company. They're very artistic. We're doing Temptation of the Muses with the On Trio and the Nine Chin Dance Company. The On Trio are sister Korean-born sisters who went to Juilliard, and now they tour the world. They are a violinist, a cellist, and a pianist, and they're just exquisite. They do contemporary... Oh Con- contemporary classical music. In other words, they use contemporary composers. And mm. uh, the Nani Chin Dance Company is doing this interaction with them on stage, so it's it's created as uh, a collaboration, and I'm so excited about that one. We're doing Dance Theater of Harlem, Believe Again. Mm-hmm. This is their second year back out of the gate. They had mm-hmm. a hiatus over financial issues, and they're back to together and, and touring, and they are an American treasure. We're mm. so happy that they figured it out and were able to continue. <laughs> and Godspell, which is a Broadway musical, and it's been back on Broadway recently, and sometimes we throw a musical into our performing arts series, and we're very excited about that. And then our Broadway series this year is Memphis and Million Dollar Quartet and The Adams Family. So that's a really slam dunk with those three shows. (laughs) Memphis got the 2010 Tony Award for Best Musical, and Million Dollar Quartet had had, um, the actor who played Jerry Lee Lewis got the Best Actor in a Musical on Broadway. And if you don't know that show, it's a blockbuster. It's so much fun. It's Johnny Cash. Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Carl Perkins, and it's a it's a historical moment that is reenacted through this Broadway musical, and then mm. the Adams Family. No one needs to describe that kooky family. <laughs> I think we grew up with <laughs> <That's>, them. <laughs> we grew up with them snapping our fingers, <clears throat> and then we have uh, our Braithwaite series where we're doing. The official Blues Brothers review, which was uh, is uh, Judy Belushi and Dan Aykroyd uh, production, and mm-hmm. the music is by Paul Schaefer from Letterman. He's the uh-huh. arranger of the music and the dire- music director, so that's so much fun. It's comedy and music, and we're bringing Jim Belushi and the Chicago Board of Comedy. Oh uh, wow! We've never done improv, so that that's an improv night. And we have a lecture series and an arts and education series and lots of special events. So you you want to. (laughs) Well, with an agenda like that, I mean, I'm just going to bring my pillow and my blanket and just stay at the Cowan. Do you you have have rooms there for people? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yesterday, I'm so excited about yesterday. We broke our record yesterday, and I have to just interrupt the whole series description to say 
we have Jerry Seinfeld coming. Yes. And we sold more tickets in one day yesterday than we ever have. Oh so we're very goodness. excited about Jerry Seinfeld breaking our our one-day record. Yeah, and, that's great. Uh, yes, yeah, you just he, have a fabulous uh, a list of artists coming this year. I always you. like the Distinguished Lecture Series. Um, well, it's really one of the even. most popular things we do, Yeah, which is interesting. People just love their... their there are there is a group in Tyler who only come to that. They don't even come to the performing arts. They love the lecture series. Mm-hmm. And this year we're bringing Dr. Carl Wyman. He's a Nobel laureate in physics, but he has he's revolution revolutionizing STEM teaching, which oh, is science, yes. technology, engineering, and mathematics. Yes. And he, it's project learning. He is at the University of British Columbia. And he's also going to going to do a seminar the next day for educators from the region. And oh, I love Charles, that, Susan. Yeah, to do that second portion of come hear Dr. Wyman speak, and then spend four hours with him the next morning, wow. uh, three hours with him, and and take that next step and hear what he's doing for science education. Mm. Wonderful. And then Charles Krauthammer, who's a a big star on television these days, very sharp guy on Fox Evening News program, and um, he's a special reporter with Brett Baer and with the Washington Post and the Weekly Standard and the New Republic. He's uh, the winner of a Pulitzer Prize. Uh, So he's very popular in our region of Texas, Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of buzz about him, and we've added a lecture in the series since we published, and that's Robert Edsel. And I'm so oh, excited yes. about Robert Edsel. Mm-hmm. He uh, is, he's done so much research on the art that was confiscated from people during World War II mm. and how FDR actually sent Americans over there to try to get the art back or keep it from being stolen, which I never knew. Anyway, he has a movie coming out on his book, Monuments Men, that George Clooney is starring in. George oh, Clooney wonderful. Wrote it. He's directing yes. it. It comes uh-huh. out in December. Matt Damon's in it, Kate Blanchett, and Bill Murray. And uh. the, the Academy Awards are at the beginning of March, and then we'll have Robert Edsel at the end of March. So we're hoping for some Academy, some Oscar buzz. <laughs> oh, is his movie... Would his movie be this year? In yeah, this year's it's awards? coming out in December. Really? Oh, yes. He had visited once before in Tyler at the Art Museum yeah, here. That's correct. So I that's was introduced correct. to him through that. But um, fascinating. That'll be, that'll be awesome. Uh, well, and it's, it's an interesting it's a, story. Yes, it's history. And it's saving the arts and saving yes. the culture of Europe. So it's it's a beautiful thing to put into our Distinguished Lecture Series, which is usually a little bit more political. And so I'm very excited about the education side of, of Carl Wyman and yes. um, the state of affairs from Crowdhammer and then Robert Edsel. And also, we're collaborating with a couple of other entities in Tyler to bring as a special event Katie Couric. 
Yes, fun. So that's four people coming to speak, and that will be very exciting. Uh, a, a really good year for our lecture series. It is. And your strong. favorite. You thank yeah. you. What's your favorite series that I haven't talked about? <laughs> the arts, <laughs> the arts, the arts, education, the arts and education. Yeah. Yes. Well, this and you're always a sponsor, and uh, because that's where your heart is, and that's what you believe in, and we appreciate that so much. We're doing Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, mm. and we're also doing the school version of the evening performance of The Temptation of the music, Muses with the entree uh. on the Nine Chin Dance Company. So we'll do small excerpts, and then the artists will connect with the students, sit on the stage, and visit with the students who come. So string musicians and pianists, uh, young aspiring artists will be able to connect with these wonderful accomplished artists and be inspired and that that's very near and dear to my heart it's the most fun thing we do is see all the 30 buses show up and kids line up to come see the arts well i think it's so important for children as you know to be exposed uh, to the arts because there's so many things that separates them many times. Parents aren't particularly interested in the arts or the their home environment doesn't allow that or there's just so many reasons that limits it and a child can open up and experience a totally new world through the arts and so I am such such a supporter of this program. I think it's very important that we do this for our young people because, as you know, the arts in our schools has basically disappeared, particularly in the lower grades where it's so important to develop and plant the seeds so that our children will understand live performance and how it benefits yeah. their lives. I, you know, I get on the soapbox here. You're an advocate and an ambassador, and we love you. <laughs> Thank you. We, have, we need more we, of as you. you. As you can see, it's an awesome season. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Susan's program and her belief of the arts for the world. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright. Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. 
Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. We are talking with Susan Thomas Morphew, Executive Director of the University of Texas Tyler Cowan Center, Performing Arts Center, and we have just been talking about the most awesome program that will be featured here in Tyler when we'll be servicing our audience that is well over uh, several counties around East Texas. And people do travel to see our excellent performers that Susan, with her skill, is able to pull into Tyler, Texas. Now, Susan, tell me a little bit about your philosophy about educating the arts and the public with the arts. How important do you feel it is? Well, I was, um, I just think it's so important to, like you were saying, expose everyone to things they've never tried because it makes you want more. And if you cultivate that cultural literacy in yourself, then, then you become you have more aptitude for life in general because mm-hmm. you've opened your mind. Mm-hmm. And so when we book things, we had Dear Camp the Musical coming this year, which the tour got canceled, but it was so off the wall and mm-hmm. silly fun. But maybe it, it's that kind of thing. Maybe some people would walk through our doors who've never come to a performing arts center. Yes. And so my philosophy is to, to bring all kinds of things for all kinds of tastes and various genres and disciplines. And when we brought Jeff Foxworthy, for example, or Bill Ingvall, you're bringing people in who love comedy but might not try a Broadway musical. But say they come and they get excited about Million Dollar Quartet. Mm -hmm. And there maybe a man who's never done it, for example, a woman would say, there's my, there's the hook. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to grab that hook. I'm going to buy tickets. He sounded interested. And that's what we're hoping for. We brought Lyle Lovett, Clint Black, uh, lots of different things besides what you would call the performing arts um, uh, mm. like ballet, um, 
theater, that kind of thing. So we, we bring a variety because we believe that if you bring people in, they may be back. And what you need right. to do is hope they have the, uh, a, a great experience and they try something they've never tried. When we brought the a dance company from Chicago, Hubbard Street Dance Chicago, they did this fabulous piece called Rooster, and it was to all <laughs> Rolling Stones music. And it was <laughs> so fun. And we had Rolling Stones fans come because we said, love the right. Rolling Stones, love Hubbard Street Dance Chicago. And people came, and they were turned on to contemporary dance. Mm-hmm. Well, and that so, is... That is one of your unique and strongest qualities is that you do look at the bigger picture and bring all sorts of performing arts in from dance to comedy to lecture series to uh, off the wall performances, trying to (laughs) capture that person that's going to enjoy coming to our Mm -hmm. art center. Right, and, and, and may not know they're going to enjoy it until they try it. <laughs> it's true. It's may so come true. kicking and screaming. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I know this ha- has happened in the city, but I I love looking around our Performing Arts Center and seeing people in jeans and dressed up and all different mm-hmm. types of attire because it tells me that we are appealing to um, all different types of people, people that like mm-hmm. to dress, people like to be comfortable, people are not caught up in their looks. You know, they're just there right. for the event. Right. Now, you will remember, and, and this was a shocker to me, going to New York, and um, I hadn't been there in several years to go to a play. I'd visited the city but not gone to a play, and I I remember the days when we used to dress up and and wear our pretty dresses and and uh, now I mean it's much the same way in their um, shows that they do there the plays and so forth you see all sorts of attire which right. is great I mean uh, we don't want to get caught up in the way we look to know that we could learn so much more <laughs> by the experience. Right. And yeah. I think the arts used to um, be more highbrow and mm-hmm. more elitist in that, but it excluded people from feeling comfortable. And yes. by by doing different kinds of programming, you start to make people comfortable and break down those preconceptions of, I can't go to a performing arts center because I don't dress like that. Mm-hmm. And I love to dress up. For the event, I'll wear jeans to Jeff Foxworthy, and I'll wear velvet to the opera because I have fun doing that, but you don't have to. Right. It's not a requirement. Well, we have a beautiful piece of glass that was contributed by the – you'll have to help me, Susan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What was the – the president's – it was a funding group group of people who uh, each gave – a gift to the Cowan Center, and it was called the President's Circle. And also the Alumni Association Foundation um, gave money to help us buy a Dale Chihuly piece for our our front lobby, which Mm -hmm. helps us begin 
a collection. We also have a James Thurls that we've had since the building opened in 1997. So now we have two important artists showing their works in our lobby, and we'll be adding to that. And that's one thing our advisory board is now going to, to be committed to, is to look down the road, what sculpture can we have outside, uh, how can we do more to have a, a visual arts experience as well as a performing arts experience when people come. Yes, yeah, I think that's a, a really valuable um, educational piece for your your patrons that they come Absolutely. and they can experience not only what's on stage but in the surroundings as well, and right. um, that's just part of the evening. Um, now. You do an annual fundraising. Or first off, we do not want to end this hour without letting people know how they can get to the Cowan Center. So tell us how they might buy tickets or find us okay. or research the Cowan. Well, uh, the, it's www.cowancenter.edu. And it's C-O-W-A-N-C-E-N-T-E-R. Edu, and that's our website. You can go there. You can buy tickets online. You can see what else we haven't talked about that's coming. And um, you can also call the box office or call me. Uh, the box office number is 903-566-7424. And we welcome you to learn more about the Cowan Center and give us your suggestions. And we love having input. It's it's just a really great place in Tyler, and we love serving the region. Um, now, the series are, you could buy ser individual series, or you can even buy one show. Can you not? That's correct. We Our subscription drive always starts in the summer, and we mm -hmm. haven't started the season, so people can buy a subscription to any series right now. They can also uh, become a member and that get, entitles you to buy ahead of the public, ahead of on-sale dates for each individual show. and uh, Or you can wait until the on-sale dates for each individual show, and you'll be buying after the subscribers and after the members. So it, there are lots of layers of how we do business, but um, we have a lot of loyal subscribers who've been with us from the beginning, and we have a lot of loyal members who like uh, they either do both or they just like to pick and choose so they become a member so they can pick and choose before things go on sale to the public for individual ticket sales. Mm -hmm. Is that confusing well, enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gist is, listeners, please go to the website and pick what you want to to attend and buy your tickets. Um you know, I've always been a supporter of the arts because I love per the performing um, area. I just, you know, I think I should have been on stage, you know, Susan. <laughs> well, I think but. you should have too. And there, you have a lot to give and you're giving it in a different way. And, and that that is is a big contribution to the world. Oh, yeah. We, we always get there no matter how how what path we take but we do seem to That's reconnect right. 
Well, it has really been such a pleasure visiting with you today. You know how important I think the arts are to our just keeping our humanity alive, um, connecting with our communities, and our almost, I'm going to get a little heavy here, with our souls. I think knowing and enjoying and remembering how to laugh at the comedy and enjoy the beautiful music and take pleasure in watching dance is part of the softer side of us that we need more than ever to stay connected to. And Susan, I just thank you. I think you you perform a very important part in keeping us connected. So thank well, you very thank much. Thank you, Joy. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan of yours, and I uh, love love your radio show. Thank I think you. it's a wonderful thing you're doing, and and connecting with women and and the arts. And thank you for all you do. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure, and we I'm going to be in that theater a lot this year. So, and I know you're working on next year already. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how early that happens, but thank you. So thank it's you, been a Joy. pleasure talking about the arts today. And for those listening in, please go to the website of the cowincenter.edu and um, pick your tickets and enjoy this season and connect. You've been listening to Second Wind with Joyce Buford. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to visiting with you next week where we will learn more about women. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest.